Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. That means it's time for the Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. after show with Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and Corduroy, Jimmy Corderas, Triple J, as we're famously known all around the globe. How are you guys doing, Justin? How was your weekend? I had a great weekend. Yeah, kicked it off uh, with some WWE Friday night here in Pittsburgh at SmackDown and kept the weekend rolling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Jimmy, do you awesome. have any any fun stories from the weekend? No, not really, unless you're considering shoveling our first snowfall of the year and shoveling the driveway and the walkway and stuff like that fun. Not at all. Not even a little bit. <sighs> <laughs> then, then other than that, uh, pretty much a, a standard weekend. Oh, well, very cool. Well, I got to do some uh, some cool shows, and I was at Championship Wrestling this week, uh, yesterday, and uh, I ran into a whole bunch of fans of the show. I, I uh, don't want to forget anyone's name, so I'm just going to say thank you to everyone who we saw or uh, who I saw there. We got pictures and everything. Uh, shout out to all you guys. Always great to see you. It was just always fun to see fans out in the wild, as I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, saying nice things. Yes, yeah, yeah, same. I can I can echo the same uh, blanket thank yous of out in the wild, uh, yeah. in and mm-hmm. around PPG Paints Arena Friday. If people, uh, same thing, loving the uh, Monday Night Triple J. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you guys so much. By the way, they uh, they're going to be listening tomorrow. Uh, so Tuesday morning, I should say, uh-huh. not uh, tomorrow their time. It's right then, but for us, it's tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, uh, we've got some very fun and interesting news here. Uh, one starts with a William Regal following previous reports that a deal was being finalized that would see William Regal make a return to WWE. It seems as though pen has been put to paper regarding terms between the two PW insiders. Mike Johnson is reporting that Regal and WWE have come to an agreement with the former WWE NXT general manager returning to the company to fulfill some sort of vice president role. While the exact nature of Regal's role is being kept under wraps, it seems likely that he will be serving in a position within NXT once again, based on Tony Khan's comments that Regal asked for a release from AEW to go work with his son. However, this is just breaking news that was added on Twitter. One uh, Thomas Miles at Tommy M one LES sent a tweet that William Regal sent out himself saying, unless you hear it directly from me, it is either wrong or someone's interpretation of what is really going on. And that means everything that is being said about me from every source that goes for anyone saying they have spoken or know me, a still tongue keeps a wise head. Justin Mm -hmm. Labar, uh, Regal seems to be saying none of this is happening. Reports say otherwise. I want to believe Regal, but I also know this is a business where the idea of hiding things is kind of the point. What's your take on all this? Well, that's, I mean, that's the funny thing about the the, the nature of, of, of pro wrestling media, trying to have pro wrestling media and reporting on pro wrestling 
is that it's a it's an art. It's a sport and an art that's built on a lie. It's built on a work. It's built on a on a on a on a secrecy. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what Regal's saying. I mean, especially because things will th- there'll be a wide range of things that have been said or or, or rumored or what have you. Um, so I can understand him just wanting to say, look, just just again blanket to it all. If it's if if you don't hear directly from me, you know, don't worry about it. But at the same time, um, if he's at all trying to make any of us believe or cast out that he's not going back to WWE. That's not going to work. I'll even go as far to say, because I, I believe Shawn Michaels on his NXT media call last week, even answered questions in the tense of acknowledging that William Regal is likely coming back to work for them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, it, and it's only logical if, if, if he's, if he's abruptly leaving AEW while he's in the middle of a storyline and they abruptly, you know, make the point to end the storyline. Where else is he gonna go? <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. And oh, by the way, his son is work is wrestling in NXT. You know, so uh, I, I think probably it's more of him saying whatever different timelines or things you might be hearing or reasons why. Let's stop that. Um, but I thought Tony Khan did a, 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 a really transparent job last week on his media call, going mm-hmm. through the timeline. If if that's in fact the truth, and I'd have no reason to believe it's not, I thought it was it was pretty open. Um, so. You know, we'll see. You know, it's never official until it happens in the wrestling business, but uh, I think it'll be happening here in a matter of weeks. Yeah, Jimmy, probably. I'm I'm in the same boat as Justin. I feel like this is just a matter of time. It just seems like it makes sense. I can't imagine Regal's like, listen, I got to go catch some fish right now. I, I got to be done with this. Uh, it just seems like it makes sense. They headed back to WWE uh, in one way or another. But uh, any any take on this? No, it's just uh, it just makes sense. And and to Justin's point, that yes, Tony Khan did acknowledge that, and he told the story about how he wanted uh, his contract was, I guess, up for renewal, or or, or an option to be taken, an option uh, that AEW had to renew his contract for another year, and he asked for them not to renew it, according to Tony Khan. Tony mm-hmm. Khan stated this, and uh, and they respected his wishes. So you have to give him credit for that. And as far as William Regal heading back to WWE, I was expecting that at some point down the road, regardless of whether it was going to happen in January of of 2023 or 2024. I, I, him and Hunter just have this rapport with each other that is unbelievable. And when you talk about someone who is a wealth of knowledge and can translate that knowledge to a young generation. He is a guy that you can look to to help build the talent of the future. And I can just imagine him um, wanting to get his hands on his son and help guide him. Let's put it that way. You know, a lot of people look at this. I've seen people with their takes on Twitter about uh, this being a win for some people or a lose for some people. I feel like this is the whole Regal thing feels like a big win, win, win for everybody. I feel like AEW had an incredible talent for a while to tell some great stories. and. Regal was employed after getting let go and now getting to go back where he wants to go. It just feels like a win for everybody one way or the other. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure AW wish they could have kept him longer, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, wouldn't put this into the W column for AEW. I mean, the, the, a very valuable mind is departing them. Um, but as Jimmy just said to Tony Khan, I mean, you know, really, you know, good, it's not good business, but it's good it's a good moral thing, you know, you know, to allow to not be petty and to allow Regal to, to, to honor his wishes, you know, and I, and I think we've understood, I think Tony Khan said this, and this is where the business comes in. Tony Khan saying, okay, go ahead, but you're not going to just jump back on TV. 
that that year that you could have been here with us don't appear on TV as a character for a year. Just stay behind the scenes. So at least, at least it sells William Regal getting written off of AEW TV and what have you. So I mean, you know, it, it's I think I think AEW handled it the best they could, but I would not classify it as a W. I mean, I guess just the fact they got him for a year is still a nice thing yeah. to have had. Where I think if if Triple H had been in charge the whole time, they wouldn't have had him ever. So I feel like having him for a year is better than not having him at all. Just just fingers crossed that the uh, that locker room were acting like sponges and absorbing the knowledge that they sh- should have been from that man. That that is true. Hopefully they did. Uh, someone who uh, is absorbing some knowledge. Uh, by the way, we got a quick super chat from Mia Lee saying, "Hey Jimmy, I just realized you was the ref that did the fast count on Big Show when Lita Jeff Matt pinned him. Love Alpha Academy, uh, Mia and OC." Mm-hmm. Fire KO had me dying. Hmm. hmm. I don't seem to recall a fast count. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy always calls it right down the middle. There's no fast count. No, no, no fast count. Maybe, maybe they sped up the footage. I don't know. Uh, we have some more news that is, uh, it seems like it might be actually even a bigger deal, even though it's not maybe a spicy based on name value, uh, with no disrespect, just, it's not someone who's on TV. Uh, AEW president Tony Khan has just added a significant name to the company's list of executives. That name is Michael Mansory. Uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name, right. But, uh, Michael, uh, with PW insider reporting that he's been hired by AEW and given the title of senior vice president and co-executive producer. Now this is quite the notable backstage hire for multiple reasons to start. Uh, his most recent stint within professional wrestling was as vice president of global television production for wwe not only that but he served the company in various production roles for over 11 years between 2009 and 2020 holding his vp title since march of 2016 before departing on his own terms a little over two years ago additionally it was understood that he was a big triple h guy uh now with triple h holding the title of CC, chief content officer uh it will be interesting to see what kind of dynamic he has uh that uh with AEW going forward um also worked with pat mcafee and college game day and, and some other stuff uh jimmy did you ever work with uh this fella and uh do you kind of any information on who uh uh like what he could be providing to AEW? no i wish i could because i didn't have the chance to work with him because he he started in wwe while i was uh on my way out so, you know, our paths really didn't cross. But uh, one thing is for sure, uh, maybe there are little things in the production of the AEW product that little tweaks uh, as far as camera work, certain ways they cut uh, from one camera to the other that I think that he could help with. You know, as they say, tighten the screws a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's one of those guys that could help with that because, um, you know, he learned from one of the masters in, in, in uh kevin dunn yeah and, and justin i i guess to add on to that i'd love your take on it and just uh it feels like this is one of those things again not the spiciest thing it's not like they signed brock lesnar but this is one of those things that people may not realize is making aew better while it's getting better yeah Assume, you know, hopefully yeah yeah you know there's a you know there's a high volume per month anymore of Tony Khan tweeting out the graphic of this person's all elite, this person's all elite, this person's all elite, and another wrestler, another another guy or girl has been added to the locker room. This might be, this is more impactful than many of those roster additions. 
Um, the, the role that Mike has been hired to for AEW is, is AEW's Kevin Dunn. That's that, mm-hmm. that is the equivalent. And that was the path as, as, as Jimmy kind of alluded to, he was under that learning tree and say, and there's a lot of things about, Ke- there's a lot of things from Ke- for the fact that Kevin Dunn has, has, has had so little screen time in his WWE tenure. Uh, boy, do WWE fans have a lot of opinions about him. But that being said, uh, Kevin Dunn still is responsible for a lot of positives and a lot of um, uh, the produ- the high production value that WWE television has become known and standard for. No matter how poor or disoriented a creative might have been at times, we never had anybody ever say production looked shabby, video packages were, were subpar, no. Um, Mike is joining AEW. He is now going to be there, Kevin Dunn, and that is going to be, as Jimmy said, that's going to tighten a lot of screws. Everything from uh, how they position camera people to how, to how they prepare for the run-in that's coming. He is going to, I hope he gets it, he is going to likely really try to enhance the communication between the, the, the office, the agents, uh, Tony, who's on the headset running the show from, uh, from I think they call it their, their dusty position, uh, to, to, to Mike in the truck because he is going to want to know who is coming. What are they doing? What is their cue? Do they have a music out after the promo? Like things like that, that sometimes look a little sloppy every now and again on Dynamite. And it is just, and, and, and it's always a reminder of WB's had a 50, 50 year head start. Um, yeah. He's going to try to catch them up a little bit. Uh, and, 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 and some of the average fan who doesn't even care or pay attention to stuff won't even notice it. But there will be many of us who do. So this is a big deal for AEW. Uh, it, it's good for him. You know, who knows what the terms are in terms of like if there's a certain uh, length uh, of time he's with them. Um, because, yeah, if Kevin Dunn was not in WWE still, I think this would have been one of the prime candidates to fill that role. How much longer Kevin Dunn's around? Who knows? So don't know what the future is going to hold, but here we are. This is a big deal for AEW to gain this kind of a, uh, a production asset who's going to be running uh, the television show. Yeah, like I said, I think this is something that a lot of fans, if they don't follow this kind of news, they won't know. They know, like, they won't know what's different, but they might say, like, these shows just seem smoother lately. Like it'll be like a subconscious thing, I think. And, and it's even it's even sub, it's even subconscious things that again that you normally wouldn't even articulate or, or, or verbalize. Prime example, um, you know how in WWE now in the last couple of years, where the timekeeper and ring announcer sit, how now it's it's open, how it, how you can get in and out. It's not a closed barricade. It's open. If you if anybody's been to a live show recently, you, you can get yeah. in and out. That's a little thing that seems so like just trivial to the average fan of, oh, the barricade's open there. But that's mm-hmm. a, that is a key thing in terms of kind of helping stage left to stage right r- move smooth. When a wrestler loses, rather than having what it used to be in WWE back in some whatever day, wrestler loses, and, 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 but there's still going to be a transition into like some segment that's happening afterwards. Well, what would happen? The wrestler that's losing or that's being all of a sudden dismissed out of the, 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 the story, out of the scene, either has to lay low up near the uh, outside the ring, you know, hope nobody's seeing them, or they got to walk and go walk down the ramp. Side ramp. Side, side ramp. ramp. Yes. It, it, it's, just, it's just distracting. It's clunky. It makes you then see the back of their head. And, they, and maybe they're out of character and they're messing with the fan, whatever. So what do they do? They, they go out now. That timekeeper area. That timekeeper mm-hmm. area is an easy way for the stagehands to come in and move props in and out. It, it just and that's just a small little thing that WWE has done. But it's those kind of little things that might get implemented at AEW that you might start to see. And it's not meant to be a copycat to WWE, but it is meant to uh, just make things look better overall. 
and I'll be honest, even if it is copycat, if it's working, copy it. I, I don't know why that people don't want to do certain things like that. Mm -hmm. If it's working, do what they're doing. It works. Exactly. And the other thing too, uh, Justin, to, to that point, that little opening that you said over where the timekeeper sits with the, and, and the, and the bell ringer, uh, you know, if somebody is sneaking in behind someone else who's facing the stage, let's say, if you, you know, to expecting an entrance and they want to sneak in from behind, instead of hopping over the barricade, they sneak in that way. You know, it's, yeah, it, it, it's nothing but positives that I think Mike, Michael Mansuri is going to bring to uh, their production team. So, yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to see how quickly it happens. If it, like just, you know, if we see a, a drastic change in a week or if it's a something that happens over time or maybe nothing happens. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I think that's going to be a it, it's a very big it, it'll be a very big uh, signing for them, I, I think. Um, but let's get into this episode before we do though, as always, I want to give a shout out to everybody who is listening to the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple podcasts, especially if you gave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, like your boy Cody V with the five-star review saying props to wrestling Inc. This is one of the few wrestling podcasts worth listening to. I look forward to triple J and especially love the insight of that Canadian heat magnet brings to every show. I appreciate all the hard work you all uh, put in every week. I listen to every single show while I'm working. I don't think I could imagine missing any episodes of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Thanks again. Thank you, ya boy, Cody V5. Yeah. Uh, special shout out to Jimmy K, though. Wow. Thank you, C Cody. I very much appreciate it. The Canadian heat magnet. Ah, someone gets it. I love it. <laughs> uh, also, of course, thank you to everyone uh, on YouTube. Uh, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And in the live chat, Adam Staples, Dylan Matthews, Ricky. Uh, we also got Night One, Danny, and uh, M. Rouse, and uh, so many other. Baby Ice, Eddie in Milwaukee. Were you at the show? Was, is it Milwaukee today, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Eddie, where are you at the show, Eddie? Uh, amazing 50,000, Tommy O, and so many more. Thank you guys so much for being in the live chat. We are going to get this review started. Start hot with a number one contenders match for the title, or I guess the, the match is to become the number one contender for the mm -hmm. titles. Uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Things kick off quick as Becky takes out damage control before the match and chases them off with a chair. Bianca sits at ringside during the match. Bailey gets into it with Bianca, and this allows Bliss to get the win and is now the number one contender. However, Justin LaVar post-match seems confirmed Bray Wyatt or whatever this version is has some kind of connection with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, uh, match was a little little goofy in certain sequences. got a little off. Uh, but overall, um, I, I like what the takeaway here is Alexa is the number one contender. And yeah, I thought it was great. The little flash on the screen. If you if you're watching quick, if you blink, you miss it. Uh, flash on the screen and then. She immediately grabs Bianca and looks like it's going to be a sister Abigail and then snaps out of it. So, mm -hmm. you know, whatever Alexa's, whatever, whatever Bray is dealing with, with trying to be Bray Wyatt and he's got conflict and voices and, and, and other characters pulling and, and prodding at him. It seems we're getting something to the extent, uh, same extent with Alexa. And, uh, hey, I'm all for long term, uh, consistent storytelling. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here to see where it goes. Yeah, we have a little bit more of that this week, too, that I want to get into as as we get to it. But uh, Jimmy, uh, Bailey versus Becky also seems to be a lock down the road. Can't imagine they hold this off until Royal Rumble, but uh, 
that seems to be something that's brewing as well. No, absolutely. And again, it's great to have these two ladies in this rivalry because you don't need to have either one of them in the title picture right now. You mm-hmm. can save that for later and elevate someone else like they did with Alexa Bliss getting this title match against Bianca. And also, you know, people are people might be saying, well, that's babyface versus babyface. But like like Justin said, they teased that little her flashing back a little bit to the Bray Wyatt days and teasing the sister Abigail. But back to the original point about, you know, um, uh, Bailey Becky and, and, Bailey, and yeah. yeah, Becky and Bailey. Yeah. It, 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 Two wonderful talents who have a chemistry together. So, uh, and the match feels important because there is an issue. And it's what I love about it too. I know some people may say Bailey and Becky have had matches before, but they're great. So why not? Like, why not just do it again? Why overthink it here? Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I, I just I like I like the idea of what they're doing with Alexa Bliss and and Bianca because Bianca's a star. She's going to sell a match herself, but. Alexa uh, is, a, you know, she's been around for a while too, but also still kind of heating up a little bit. But the story of the story of this Bray Wyatt makes it interesting. It's not just someone who's still heating up. It's like, what's what's going to happen? Right. Because, uh, you know, she she was getting a little bit of a reaction. The crowd was a little bit quiet at times during this match. And and even with the win by Alexa, they they did pop, but not huge. But when they saw that transformation for a little bit, that's when they said, oh, they, they got into it then. Yeah. Uh, and so that continues to heat up uh, Alpha Academy. We're uh, mm-hmm. super bummed, by the way, about getting sprayed with milk uh, and the OC are having a good laugh about it. And that leads to AJ Styles versus Chad Gable. Uh, shock. These guys put on a great one. Uh, probably my favorite of the night, to be honest. Um, Jimmy, is it? Uh, I was watching this. Is mm-hmm. is Gable? I feel like he's. Like uh, in, in a way, like the MVP of of like the most valuable in that he can just he can have great matches, make people look great, doesn't have to win, entertaining constantly. He's such a valuable asset to the show. No, he absolutely is, and you're right. He can have a great match with pr- practically everyone. He makes everyone look good. But then again, you're in the ring with AJ Styles, so you don't have to try hard there. <laughs> but uh, right. yeah, he, you could make that case to make him an MVP. And uh, I will partly disagree with what you said. He doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to win all the time, but he does need a win every so often to give him that credibility level. Because if he continues to lose, regardless of how good he looks and and how engaging he is, still people will look at him as um for lack of a better term, I and I hope they don't, a a high level enhancement talent, mm-hmm. and that he, he's a lot more than that. And if people are thinking of him that way, oh man, uh, I hope they don't miss the boat with this guy because uh, you know, being in the ring with Kurt Angle, it was almost like oh, had a flashback from years ago. <laughs> well, Justin, that leads me to my follow up. What is Gable's ceiling? And I'm I'm. I'm gonna. I want you to answer this with uh, prices right rules, meaning as close as possible without going over. So if you say Hall of Fame and he wins three world titles but doesn't go in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> you've lost. You went too high. What's the what's the uh, what's the ceiling without going over? Look, I don't. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, but I, I don't think that it's uh, out of the question to say that he has the ceiling of one day trying to be in contention of world title. Mm-hmm. And I say that because. Obviously, the the in, the bell to bell is no problem. That's that's not, it's not like oh we can't trust the guy to go twenty thirty minutes for a main event. 
uh, on the house show loop or, or whatever, you know, or TV or whatever. Um, but he, but he has, the, he has the extras. He has the, you know, he's great as a heel right now, but he could also be a tremendous baby face st- still being entertaining. You know, I think I've said this before. I look at him as a really kind of wonderful hybrid of a Kurt Angle, Owen Hart. He has the Kurt Angle from the, uh, obviously the, the, you know, the, the, the Olympic kind of feel and, um, and some of the goofy, when Kurt has his, had his had his some of his best comedy stuff, you know the shoosh and the thank yous, all that kind of you know, the thank you. I I mean, I, it makes me think of the three eyes and and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's got the Kurt Angle, but then he also has the Owen in the sense of, you know, at least in Owen's time, Owen was a little bit smaller than most of the roster, and and that is Gable, but Owen his his work just kind of uh took over for that. Uh, and obviously Owen, not as much on screen, but obviously again Chad Gable being goofy and everything that that's very much uh, from those who who knew Owen uh, his his, his fun loving personality. So I, I got to say Chad Gable, I think you know he's not going to be beating Roman Reigns right now. That's not going to be him breaking the Roman Reigns streak. But mm-hmm. one day in the next couple of years, I could at least see him in contention, at least in the picture. At least they give him maybe a run to challenge one of the world champions. Uh, and I don't think that that would be out of the question. To Jimmy's point, we have to he's going to have to string some wins together, and, and there's going to have to be a natural progression. He should probably get in the United States or Intercontinental title picture before that, uh, which is a little tricky right now because he's in he's, he's in a valuable tag team, he and Otis. But, you know, whenever they feel that they can branch off of that or he could go for a singles title while still having Otis there in his corner, you know, that, that needs to happen. I think that's that should be a goal in 2023 for WWE is to get Chad Gable into some tight mid-card title contention uh, so that way we can completely forever eliminate any any chance of people looking at him as a high-end enhancement talent, like Jimmy said. That way we know he has established this guy, you know, but I, I think that the, the ceiling is, has been raised dramatically in the last year for Chad Gable, who once upon a time, I didn't know if he would still be employed there. Yeah. And to your point about him being like, uh, like I could just imagine him like Austin Theory cutting a promo and him just being like, shush, and everyone going nuts for him cutting off a theory or <sighs> LA Knight or someone like that that talks a lot and just saying, shush. Yeah, every, everything Chad does can translate and be flipped, except on the babyface side and be done to the heels and it'd be just as fun. Obviously, mm-hmm. Chad Gable, he has great facial expressions. So if he needed to play the sympathetic babyface, he could. You know, Chad Gable on, 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 on the one show and Sami Zayn. Again, guys who, you know, again, you asked me a year ago and I'm like, they might be on the next round of cuts just because they've been around for a while and they just haven't p- been pushed through. Maybe not to their fault, but it's just how it's just how the creative dice have have, have been rolled. Right. But now in the last year, I, I, I could answer the same thing about Sami Zayn if you ask me what the ceiling is. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's one that I could see getting a world, especially because he's got such close alignment right now. Proximity with Roman Reigns. <laughs> Absolutely. And and just a quick follow up on this, this whole bit here. And just now I'll throw this one back to you too, is uh, AJ Styles. Where's, where are things going for him? He feels like he's, he's been kind of floating around without a whole lot of purpose for a little bit. Do you think he gets tangled up in the U S title or, or what do you think happens with him? I think AJ Styles has slid into the position that Randy Orton uh, has has held and obviously Randy's been absent for a while. We don't know what his future is. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else who put it in. You know, I mean, uh, you know, for a longest time, Kane. When Kane was active, Kane had this role. A guy who, surefire Hall of Famer, has done everything there is to do in WWE. Won everything there is to win. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, you know, again, retires tomorrow. He's in the Hall of Fame. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's there, and it's and it's all it's all about situation. You know, if injuries happen, if things go down, bad bad luck of the draw. Uh, we need we need somebody credible in there to for the title picture, or we need somebody credible to anchor again some live events, whatever. We got AJ, yeah. um, or if we don't need that, we need somebody. We need somebody who we're trying to get the crowd to believe in, who we want to put in a title picture the next year. Oh, Chad Gable, give him AJ. You know, yeah. I I, th- I think that's where. AJ's at in phenomenal shape, pun intended. Um, and so he's kind of in that Randy Orton, you know, mm-hmm. s- spot. Yeah. Um, and he, he does it well. I just, I'm a huge AJ fan. So I keep wanting yeah. to get a title shot, but then I'm also like, yeah, but Roman's the guy. Roman's not going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We, uh, we move on and we get judgment day versus the street profits with Akira mm-hmm. Tozawa, a uh, quick promo with street profits and Akira before the match starts. Uh, and this match was, I thought was a really fun one. Profits just continue to deliver. Dom still gets hated by everybody and judgment day rolls on. And Jimmy, was it just me or did Akira step up big time in this one? It felt like he did because we've seen him in this 24 seven picture for so long that we forget how good he actually really is with his in-ring talent. So we got to see that come out again. And, and it, uh, with some people, it was like, Ooh, I forgot he had it in him and he's always had it in him. And the, like you said, the match was, was fun. It, 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 it was um, enjoyable. It was entertaining. And man, I bet you there's a lot of veterans out there, veteran heels out there who wish they're getting the heat that Don Mysterio is getting right now. Cause he has really turned it up a few notches. Yeah, Justin, every time I was paying attention extra close this week and every time he did anything, the crowd let him have it. And it, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to make excuse like, well, it's because of this and this, but at the end of the day, it, Dom's the one getting it. So Dom's doing something right. And that makes, yeah. And for Dom, that makes your life so much easier when you can do just one simple thing and get that much reaction. Uh, that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a gift for him. <clears throat> yeah. I, I re- this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this, uh, that they, you know, six man tag. Um, but you know, they play to the art of, 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 of a tag match in terms of, uh, building to, to you know to to the hot tag for the faces and then cutoffs and um, it really was a lot of fun you know I, I you know Priest delivering his you know his razor's edge from the apron to the inside yeah. and, and Tazawa landing on a that's a hard part of the ring to land on yeah. uh, right just inside the ropes there I, I I love it. I mean the Judgment Day just I mean they are really you know it, they're they're running Raw Bloodlines running SmackDown mm-hmm. gets me excited when we th- start thinking about Royal Rumble here soon. Uh, of how factions like these guys will operate and, and function and how entertaining it will be. Um, so yeah, an, another, uh, another w- well done by, by the judgment day. What I love about judgment day is everyone thinks about these uh, stables and how they should always be dominant. And I actually like how judgment day is good, but they're not actually super dominant. Like you can beat them and mm-hmm. that almost makes it more fun. I think to watch them, have rivalries with people. Like when, when Roman Reigns comes out, yeah, he's going to smash everybody. Like it's a kind of like a, a foregone conclusion. But when I watch the judgment day, I'm like, you know, street profits may beat them here. This might, I don't know how it's going to go. Sometimes they do slip on a banana peel uh, here, but they didn't hear. But, and yeah, Justin, I agree with you that, that uh, what is it? What is priest call his that it's, it's not the, the razor's edge. He, he calls it something Whoa. else. I can't remember. Um, 
Oh my goodness. I can't remember. But anyways, yeah. he, he did it so effortlessly. I got for so he's just kind of yeah. like, whoop. Yeah. Through. And, and there isn't a lot of room on that apron to do, to, to get your balance and stuff like that. So to be able to do it there and execute it the way he did, man, that's something that takes yeah. a lot of strength. Yeah, but I the the award of this match to me, I I don't know Akira. Just like when he fired up near the end, I was like, "Go Akira, this is your time, make it happen." Uh, when he dove out of the ring, I was so excited for him. I don't know why. I just it's, it's fun to see people get their moment. Um, we got a couple of we got a couple of backstage segments here with uh, the Gargano family. Uh, Loomis is trying to give his money away at this point because they've bought everything they could ever buy. Um, so they go get some merch and they head to the ring and they start handing it out. Uh, when the Miz tries to steal the money back and Adam Pierce stops him, Miz says he's desperate to try to win it back. And they agree to a ladder match, double or nothing, winner take all. Uh, and of course, Miz has to dress like a silly elf and give it, give it away. Um, Justin, we always talk about how great Miz is. And I thought this was one of his, I don't want to say one of his, his best because he's got such a, a resume, but I thought he just plays this perfectly, this situation he's in. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's a, he's a guy and a character who, <clears throat> excuse me, nobody has sympathy for him. Everybody loves to just see him down and out. And nobody, nobody's, nobody's all poor Miz. Uh, right. Oh, poor, oh, poor Mike. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, this is, you know, it's a nice little WWE shop promo and around the holidays and everything. I kind of expected this to be, Double or nothing, uh, climb the ladder to get the money, huh. Miz. If you don't get it, you, you know you're going to be the butler, you're going to be the servant uh, to mm-hmm. Loomis or something. I mean, maybe that's where we go. Um, so we'll see. I, I you know, I, I'm watching this and I'm trying to, and I'm trying not to, to get too. I just don't want them to turn Loomis into a comedy character. All right, I mean, you have the potential here, and so um i just hope he doesn't turn into a comedy character so i, I that, that's kind of this my concern watching this is that we might get too far into that territory and once we get too far into that it's hard to unsee that and get that back to the, the to the guy when he's at his fullest potential of being a man a, a threat that i absolutely agree with yeah once you go down that road you can't be you can't like the Undertaker couldn't have been a goofy character and then become serious Undertaker again. Mm-hmm. Like once that happens, you're right, Justin. That's a, a tough spot to be in. Jimmy, this is a uh, a rivalry that I was definitely over at when it ended. I was like, okay, I'm done with it. At this point, I get that it's the holidays, and for some reason, I'm just feeling more like I get it. We're just we're gonna do some of these matches, and it's it'll be for fun and and silly. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it was the Miz and the way he played it, and he's like. I already said I'm desperate. <laughs> like, and he mm-hmm. just, I don't know if it's just because he was selling it to me so well that I was like, I, I kind of want to see this again. But for some reason, I'm on board with it, even though I was sick of it two weeks ago. No, I get what you're saying. But, but, but like Justin said, this, I too, I, it, it almost feels like Justin's been reading my little notes here. I, it, it's been my concern since, uh, he, you know, he joined the poker game last week and stuff like that, thinking that, oh, I don't want Dexter Loomis to be this, uh, crazy comedy character because like you said if you take it past a certain point getting it back is hard it's kind of like we talked about tozawa mm-hmm. earlier tonight we we forgot how good he is in an actual wrestling match as opposed to doing that the haha and the gaga and the 24 7 thing and we don't want dexter loomis to fall into that trap especially when he looks so good as a menacing bad guy yeah 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to lose that feeling and, and you run that risk here. Um, but I'm curious to see where this goes with Johnny Gargano and Miz. And Miz is like great heel. Let's just put it that way. Nobody likes the Miz. Sometimes back in the day, nobody liked him in the locker room either. But that's a different story for another time. <laughs> but maybe, you know, introducing Candice into this whole thing because she was brought up and Miz brought up his wife mm-hmm. and the whole thing. Maybe we get a mixed tag match down the road. Uh, maybe I do like how they, they were like, you have an allowance. Oh, don't act like Candace doesn't control your finances. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got, got a point there. <laughs> uh, I nerd me was very upset. He said, uh, it's double or nothing winner take all. And I said, no, I was thinking to myself, no, one person takes all the other person breaks. Even that's how double or nothing mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. That's why it's double or nothing. Right. Not winner. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyways, again, we thought we we talked about Candice LeRae. She has a match with EO Sky. Pretty straightforward win Mm -hmm. over the Poison Pixie ahead of the tag team title offense on SmackDown later this week. Uh, Justin, what does Candice need? Uh, just it's just probably more story, more time. You know, I mean, it's it's a busy women's division. There's been a lot of um, you know, just since July, right? I mean, there's been a lot of uh, returns and 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 new additions to TV. Um, you know, so I think it. I mean, I know Candice Laurie a little bit more from you know I knew her on her indie days uh, around here, but I still think if you just look at her honestly, it's just as a WWE fan, mm-hmm. the you know the, the sadly the most defining thing I can say oh oh that's Johnny Gargano's wife and that's that's mm-hmm. not at all what she want her first defining for a first line or definition to be. So I, I just, it's just going to take more TV time. It's going to take yeah. more reason to get to know her, get to care about her, you know, the poison pixies are you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Give me, it, that's just what it is. Cause right now, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of women on WTV. They're all trying to differentiate themselves, whether it's their hair color or whether it's, what, what, you know, Nikki cross is going nuts. Alexa bliss has got Bray Wyatt demons. <laughs> you know, it's just, we got to, you know, Oscars. We'll talk about a little bit here. So it's 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 a it's a crowded space. Um, mm-hmm. So she's gonna have to figure out a way to uh, stand up and stand out. Yeah, and, and again, I I was a fan of hers in NXT, so I, I don't mm-hmm. say it like I, I, I I'm trying to look at it from someone who is being introduced to her for the first time here on the main roster, and this is all mm-hmm. they've they've ever seen of her. I, Justin, I think you're you're exactly right. This is probably one of the i think one of the most stacked women's divisions Mm -hmm. i've ever seen as far as just like how many people could be the champion tomorrow and it would make sense uh Mm -hmm. jimmy eosky gets a win obviously that's good for her she's a champion probably should candace takes a loss Mm -hmm. now something i didn't notice during the show but someone pointed out on social media was that nikki cross was peeking over at the gargano family um Mm -hmm get together did you notice this and my question is if you did not do you think that wwe needs to be a little bit more obvious with some of these things happening in the background you know i I didn't notice it until somebody pointed it out and actually posted a picture Mm -hmm. online of it and that's when i noticed it so 
Um, she did it last week too. She was lurking. I saw it live last week. Right. So uh, maybe sometimes being a little overt is a little better, especially with your TV audience so that they actually notice things like that, because you can't rely on somebody on social media to tell you, Hey, did you notice this? Or did you notice that? Or even commentary commentary? Maybe, Hey, it, it, backstage there, did you see, you know, the, Nikki hanging around back there or whatever the case may be, you know, if, if it's going to be that quick, that subtle, that, you know, maybe yeah. sometimes commentary needs to help accentuate it. Yeah. Cause that's a, um, I, almost like a, a an AW dark thing where if everyone's missing it, then it doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, I didn't notice it. I know she's done it a few weeks, but every time it's because I've seen a picture on Twitter. And so if I wasn't on Twitter, but you know, that's the, you know, that's the, they, they, they seem, they meaning uh, WB brass. Now they did that with the Bray Wyatt QR code thing mm-hmm. where it was little subtleties. And then eventually it was just smacking you in the face after so many weeks. But as those little subtleties are starting, and it, it started as like an underground organic thing, people posting pictures, and everybody started to get on with it. I think they like that. I, I think they're. I think they saw great success in that. So I think that might be a formula we're going to see more of, which, which is, you know, eventually yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be so obvious it's going to be Nikki Cross there. But they like the little groundswell that it builds of of of, 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 of this conversation right here. Oh, did you see it? Oh, here's a picture, and then two people tell two more people then they tell four and and it starts to so i think they like that kind of organic thing and and um yeah we'll see so what you're saying is i just got to deal with it it's this is wrestling now jack deal with it (laughs) (laughs) you are right though everyone's talking about it yeah i mean triple h the the number one of the number one analogies he uses when he does his mainstream interviews about the business is he looks at this as like a movie Mm-hmm. And, and, and he and so he likes easter eggs he likes little subtleties he likes you know, he always says you don't you can have the hundred million dollar budget action movie it's got the biggest explosions but if it has no story if it has no depth if it has no nuance to it what the hell did you just do you know and i'm paraphrasing but that's basically what he said mm-hmm. in the past many times and, and i think that's where these things come in whereas previous previous creative regime it seems like oh we forgot that we even did this the week ago <laughs> move on from it right yeah. uh I don't, I don't know if they forgot or if they just didn't care. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like that was that way for a while. Uh, but speaking of that, and that rolls right into this next thing. We, I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, Elias versus Solo Sokoa. We start with a backstage promo between KO and Elias with a great back and forth playing off the past. Uh, mm-hmm. And eventually Elias comes out and is back to his old ways with a concert for Matt Riddle. And when it's time for his guitar solo, Another solo comes out, which I just love the wordplay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard hitting one, uh, distraction mm-hmm. from Sammy gives Solo the opening to get the win. Post match, Solo starts attacking Elias when KO comes out and saves Elias. Solo wants to fight, but Sammy take talks him out of it. Um, I, Jimmy, I love that there's they may not be going down the rabbit hole of Ezekiel again, but I love whether or not it's a good story, bad story, whatever. I love when they don't pretend something didn't happen. And I like yes. it. I love that KO called him out on it. Yeah, absolutely. It worked, especially in this situation because it played right into the story between them two. And even with KO coming out at the end and saving him after, you know, Elias losing the match and, and getting uh, the daylight speed out of him by solo afterwards, him coming out, hitting the stunner on solo and chasing Sammy out of the ring. And then, you know, here's Elias 
and he stuns Elias and the crowd just, it just popped huge. And, you know, it's, I think it's a lot uh, very early to make this analogy, but there were very few guys that can get away with pulling those moves on baby faces and heels and getting the same reaction. And KO mm -hmm. is becoming one of those guys right now. So uh, I think they've got something here that if they follow the right path, he could be the next big thing. I mean, it's on the nose because the stunner, but it's very Stone Cold like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was exactly Jack. I was gonna say. I mean, I'm very protective of my guy Stone Cold. He's he's probably my mm -hmm. goat. Um, mm -hmm. but 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 to, to you, what you and Jimmy said, like it's kind of fitting that KO uses a stunner and the KO got Stone Cold out of retirement last year mm -hmm. because, or last last WrestleMania because yeah, he is he does kind of have that ability to he can speak to and physically do to both faces and heels and not harm him with the audience. Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah so this was a uh, good and i guess real quick i guess this would be the time i i know people are kind of I, i've seen both in the chat and then on social like matt riddle matt riddle like what's riddle mm -hmm. wrestling inc hasn't posted anything they haven't gone they haven't aggregated or confirmed or verified so like it's why we didn't bring it up in the news but there's a lot of speculation about matt riddle that he's out in the in this in the storyline mm -hmm. for six weeks and got injured by the bloodline but there's a lot of rumor out there that the it's it's because of potentially a wellness policy, and I'm just I'm just acknowledging it so that way we don't. It's not like we're blatantly ignoring right. it. that's that's the speculation out there. I just figured we didn't talk about it in our news block because as of this moment at 11:54 p.m. on December 12th, Wrestling does not have it on site. So if they don't have it on the site, I'm not gonna like I don't feel like we should. But that's the rumor. I'm just acknowledging to everybody so that way it doesn't seem like we are we're we're ducking something. Yeah. That yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah sweeping it under the rug that was rolled up from the ring, which I, which is another thing I enjoyed about that because, you know, you, you sometimes all of a sudden the ring is clear of all this stuff that was in there just a few seconds ago. We saw them actually trying to take it out. And, you know, some people say, well, I, you know, don't want to see that. I kind of like seeing that. Mm -hmm. It's a little thing, but Hey. Yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to, to add on, but yeah, as far as news goes, yeah, I don't, I, I don't. I feel like I, I like to wait until wrestling Inc. gets it because usually wrestling, we're pretty good about making sure news is newsworthy and not just something that went up online before. Uh, you know, that's that's that. the that's the rumors. That's wellness policy violation. And before anybody makes the obvious layup, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously the WWE leans into his 420 and his bro. Uh, marijuana is not something that they test for anymore in their wellness policy. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not him living his gimmick, so to speak. Right. Right. Um, I, I just, I want to throw something to you though, by the way, uh, about the bloodline that seems to have evolved with them. Uh, and not just the Sammy thing, cause Sammy obviously great, but it feels like for a long time, the bloodline, obviously when it was just Roman and the Usos, it was kind of like Roman's the champ. These guys are tag champs. They're kind of doing their thing. But now with solo and Sammy, it almost feels like it's getting into that NWO, maybe corporation, uh, territory where it almost feels like they, it's them versus everybody because now all the faces seem to be kind of banning together not maybe banning together but like everyone has to deal with the bloodline at this point is it starting to get to that tipping point where it's almost like a the world versus the bloodline if that makes sense yeah i mean in a way and why shouldn't it be look at i mean the the, the bloodline occupies the tag titles and the world titles Mm -hmm. they appear on both shows so um yeah i mean that i mean uh, you know less i mean 
hell, let's have Sammy and Solo run out and get the U.S. title and the IC title. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know. Solo versus Gunther would be a hard-hitting one. Ooh. Ooh, I'd like I'd like to see that one. Um, Sammy Theory, probably not as hard-hitting, but I'm sure it would be entertaining. Oh, I'm sure it would be, man. That, that would be an awesome match. Uh, uh, Austin, we, my dog. <laughs> Austin, my dog. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, Ripley versus Asuka happens. Uh, story of the match here is uh, Asuka eventually tries to attack Dom, and that gives Ripley the advantage. Asuka spits in Dom's face, uh, but still gets hit with the riptide, and Ripley gets the win. And uh, this was all great. But Jimmy, backstage, Dom stole the show, getting oh. his eyes cleaned out. Mommy, it burns. I mean, like it's it's like I want to go when I go up, go to bed after this tonight. I want to walk into the bedroom, and just tell my wife, "Mommy, it burns," and she's gonna <laughs> look at me like, "What the hell?" Just for the heck of it. But uh, no, Dom, Dom, Dom that is, should, that should be your one minute rev and rant tomorrow. It's just a video of that happening. Yeah. It, wow. Just, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Fefe, brother. Um, <laughs> no, Dom is like knocking it out of the park. He's he's improving with his in ring stuff. He's starting to get the idea of slowing things down and telling stories in the ring. But his his mannerisms, his his character, what he's saying, he's he's really hitting all strides right now. He's on he's on his way. And you know, I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, you know, he's getting this push because of who his dad is." Maybe that was a big help, but it, he is where he is right now because of Dom Mysterio. Yeah, he's he's doing, and like I said, the way he did that and the way he was just such mm -hmm. a, a a baby about it, like it yeah. burns, eh, is so and so good. And real quick, uh, uh, you got to give your hats off uh, both to Oscar and to Rhea. Rhea just looks like a freaking star. Yeah. Oh, she's. I feel oh. like it, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when she's yes. champ. It's just when they feel like pulling that trigger. Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania, well, first off to the Burns thing, and let's give a shout-out to Damian Priest. Um, <laughs> <what could> burn... <laughs> make, make it his burn coming. Well, at least it could burn worse elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and, then, and then Rhea getting mad at Priest for, for not helping <laughs> things, and, 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 yeah, Dom screaming, I can't see Mommy, and... Um, <laughs> I mean, look, WrestleMania, I mean, I know we're still, you know, I mean, well, according to Jack, WrestleMania is like next week, but I mean, we're, yeah, we're it's, coming, it's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? I mean, man, WrestleMania is, I mean, it could line up to be big for the Judgment Day. You figure the inevitable Dom versus Ray, I think yeah. that's what we're on pace for, right? Um, I, I mean, right now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pegging Rhea. She's in one of the women's title matches. Yeah. And then, you know, who knows what Priest or Finn do, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'd like for one or both of them to be involved in something significant, uh, whether you bring Bad Bunny back in the fold and now Bad Bunny's opposition to Priest to somehow, you know, what I don't know, but it, it just, it's, it's judgment day. I, I can't get over. I mean, again, we guys rewind back to the spring. This was something, you know, edges brood 2.0 to, to elevate and have, have a little bit of spookiness to it, but to elevate the, these young talents and then edge, quickly gets booking changed mm -hmm. i guess because cody's injury was was, was i don't know that's what I, I believe that's what i believe it was and it, man for a minute there it looked like the judgment day is just going to be this they're on they're on main event uh, not the mm -hmm. position on the car but the show main event mm -hmm. you know they're it looks like they're dead in the water yeah and then they have just second half of 2022 man they, they i mean that, that monday night raw is their show
I, like I've said before, I can't imagine. I don't think I can think of any stable that has turned that hard of a corner uh, from being that dead in the water to being that like. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I, the, 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 I think the most recent example and recent it's, it's uh, eight years ago, I think eight, eight, seven, eight years ago. New day. Yeah. New, day yeah. new day. New days singing with the Good church call. choir, new day looking like the Reverend slick. Uh, and, and, you know, and people are making, you know, the, the comparisons, uh, oh, this is supposed mm-hmm. to be a, 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 you know, is it a racial thing? Is it a new, is it a nation denomination? And the new day completely, ha- I mean, and, they, and they've reinvented themselves several times over mm-hmm. while still keeping some kind of a consistent identity. That's hard to do. Yeah, we've had bootios, we've had pancakes, we've had them as the biggest heels, we've had them as the biggest baby faces mm-hmm. playing instruments. Right. Uh, and I and I think the New Day would be the last one I could think of that looked like that they were just so dead in the water of a project, <laughs> of a stable that just completely did a one eighty. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. I guess that would be the only other one I. That I, I I'm so used to the New Day being great that I totally forgot they were once <laughs> not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Oscar, uh, no face paint. Um, Jimmy, do you think that means anything? And speaking of paint on the face. Uh, Pro Wrestling Wiki says Blue Mist is supposed to put you to sleep. Ah, I'm glad somebody remembers that. I didn't remember that. I, I had was to Google it. Wasn't it, wasn't it, wasn't it Black Mist uh, last week or was it? I can't hmm. remember. I, I know, like, huh. they all mean different things, but I think this was just a. Uh... No, it's just, you know, it's. Uh, that is a, maybe a little too nitpicky. <laughs> Thinking back to then, like the blue mist is supposed to put you to sleep. I was just kidding. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I don't either. But do you think uh, Oscar no face paint means anything, or do you think it's just a? <clears throat> I don't know what that means. I, I wish I could put a finger on it. Maybe it's a maybe it's uh, a subtle change to a new direction for her. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, quick, quick one here for you, Justin. Dolph Ziggler says theory's cocky and doesn't know what it's like to really be a champ. I, I'm assuming we're getting a match between those two down the road at some point, even though, and we'll get into it. Theory's got a dance partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would assume. Again, we still have a, a pretty decent stretch of time until Rumble, so I mean, you need things to fill. You you, you need you need to kind of build. You need to build some main events to have on Raw, like you know, like I don't know if it's going to the main event next week, but like you have Loomis and Miz. You you need to build to some payoff matches at Raw because you don't have a ton of payoffs at Rumble events anyways because so many individuals are involved in the same goal of chasing for that rumble victory so you really you know the, the, so i i think that's yeah you're, we're probably building to that we're probably building to maybe like the last or the first episode of last episode of raw of the year first episode of raw of 2023 you know dolphin and theory Dolph to a lesser extent of what i said earlier about aj just because aj i think even though aj's been in WWE less time aj has still surpassed i think Dolph in terms of um overall star power Dolph has that longevity of being probably the longest tenured person on the roster i'd have to think right there with maybe our truth and the miz mm-hmm. uh that Dolph kind of fits in that same kind of role of he's just there use him as use him accordingly of however you need but he's just he's just he's a hall of famer tomorrow because of of what he's done mm-hmm. yeah you can't kind of just plug him into anything and even if he takes an l you know yeah like you'll still be interested even if you don't believe he's going to win it'll still be a good match it'll still be entertaining it's it's versatility just like orton was just like Mm -hmm. or or also is uh aj these guys Dolph, same thing they can play heel face they can they can do it both of them very well 
and they could do it. They could do it like in on on the flip of the flip of a switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not the greatest accolade in the world, but Dolph Ziggler takes one of the best spears in the game. Oh, like he's, he he takes some incredible. He takes finishes yeah. well, not just a spear, but he's just right. He's just one of those guys. You know? Yeah, one of the one of the best bumpers, one of the best yeah. sellers of anything. Yes, nah. that's the uh, thing too. He sells it right. Yes. Yeah. He's. He's so good. I'd love to have, I, I'd hope, I hope he has a nice, like solid run before it's all said and done. I don't know how much more time he has in the, uh, right. in the, in the game, but uh, hopefully he has a good one. We got a super chat from the Jeff King, Dylan Matthews. Oh. Asks, Jimmy, Dylan. How, how do wrestlers get the mist in mouth mid match? I would love, I know it's a super chat and stuff like that. And I would love to, give that secret away, but it's one of those deals where I don't feel comfortable letting people know how the sausage is made in this one. Dylan, I apologize. If I run into you privately one day, uh, remind me and uh, we we can discuss it then. Otherwise, you know, I just don't want to put it out there so that everybody goes, ah, and I'll give you, I know this is, I've, I've probably mentioned this before. It's like when referees who have a tell on false finishes, I, I, I don't call them out on it and don't explain what it is because if I do, then people can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. You always Dylan. know. When, you always know when the finish is not happening. Yeah, and it happened here. I told the story. I think right on here with you guys were when Summerslam was here a couple of years ago in Toronto, and I was sitting with the producer of our show back then, and he thought that oh, there was a finish of the match, and I was going nah. He says why? I said I can tell. He says how can you tell? And I said I don't want to tell you. Then he eventually told me tell me. So I told him. And now he's watching the match going, I can't unsee it. So ever since then, I'm like, no, sorry. Dylan is uh, going to fly out, bought a plane ticket, heading to Canada <laughs> right now. Uh, All right, buddy. Dylan, they just keep it in their mouth. Like they just, they drink the poison mist and they just hold it there mm. <laughs> and they breathe through their nose. Simple. Jimmy, when I, I don't think I ever told you this, when I, um, one of the, one of the first times I was ever backstage at WWE was in 2007. Mm-hmm. And uh, a producer who you probably know, uh, go unnamed, he's introduced me to people as being very cordial. Everybody's been very nice. And he introduces me to Richie, the magic. Yeah. Man. And I knew I, it was, it was, took all of me to not just want to like pepper him with all the great questions I've wondered over the years, buried alive things, Undertaker, mm-hmm. tra- all these things. I knew this is the man who holds all the secrets. It was all of my to not embarrass myself, to not break the code, to not embarrass the nice producer who was liaisoning me around. To, uh, it was so hard because I I wanted to know all those little little things. Right. I wanted the blueprint given to me, and I and I knew mm-hmm. that I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So I always say wrestling's. I always compare it to magic shows, like where you want to know, but you don't really want to know. You want the magic to still be there because once you know the ma- once you know the trick, the magic yeah. trick isn't fun anymore. Right. And a huge. You brought up a name that I hadn't. Uh, a huge shout out to Richie, the Magic Man, because uh, he makes things happen. Well, we get to our main event. Lastly. Fear, uh, I wrote theory in my notes. Lastly, and uh, Rollins. Ah, my notes got me. I was like a Ron Burgundy. I just read whatever's written on the notes. Uh, I'm no, Jack I'm, Farmer. I'm Jack Farmer. Uh, Lashley versus Rollins. Double contenders match. Uh, these guys know what they're doing. 
they, oh, put, on, they put on a good one. Uh, and Jimmy, I want to, I'm going to ask you about this uh, hurt ankle from the ref. Cause for a mm. second there, I thought he really hurt his ankle. He did a great job there. Uh, yeah. Go uh, no, I, I liked it because it was different. It wasn't the same old ref bump kind of thing. It was like, oh, my goodness, can he continue this match because of his ankle? And he sold it well. I, uh, Chad, hats off to you, buddy. You sold it very well. And it wasn't one of those, you know. And 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 the ref at the end who took the elbow. My goodness, that looked, that looked <laughs> a little snug, let's put it that way. But I like different. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hate the the – the usual ref distractions we got a couple of them tonight and and you know it was like okay yeah whatever but this one was like oh this is a little different i kind of liked it and what i liked about it is he didn't give up on it It wasn't like his ankle hurt and then five seconds later he was walking around doing whatever like he kept Mm -hmm. it going the whole time his ankle was hurt and so for a little bit i really was like is it all did he really know you sell it exactly Uh, Really cool stuff. Justin, the Rollins reverses a spear into a pedigree to get the win. I love me a good pedigree. Is is Rollins going to start winning with the pedigree again? Probably not. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean he's pretty much adopted that as his finisher ever since he was involved in the, uh, uh, oh, what was it called? Well, it was when he was with Triple H. What was the damn? The Authority? The Authority, thank you. Yes. There was a group name. I was going like, I want to say the corporation, which I know is 20, 20 years it's still the corporation. To 25 me. years ago. Damn it. Um, <laughs> damn it. Um, I mean, it wasn't the best pedigree, but it was the best they're trying to do a transition of him mm-hmm. countering the spear. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this to the Chad Patton ankle spot. I agree. I like the creativity of doing something a little bit different rather than the same old. Let's just have Chad get cornered in the buckle and mm-hmm. whatever. My only, my only critique, and I direct this to Jimmy for him to judge me. And I don't. Maybe it was because they were. Maybe Chad was getting a countdown in his ear because they were mm-hmm. running close on time. Right. So maybe the and then the, there's some post matching in it shenanigans. So right. maybe it was a time thing. But I thought when he went to the outside, he's selling the ankle great. This all looks really good, Jack. You, you were hook line and sinker. Mm-hmm. I thought the sell should have been a little bit. The the, the sell of him, the, the time of him selling. Versus the time when he slides in to do the one, two, and ends up being a no, and now Lash mm-hmm. is pissed. I thought more time should have gone, but I didn't think enough mm-hmm. time elapsed yeah. no. for it to justify that being what caused Lashley to not get a successful three count on Rollins. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe somebody will scream at Chad, he got to get in there, and do, I, maybe, but I, I that right. was my critique. I was like, ah, I'm like, that bump is creative, but I don't feel like it was enough to warrant it stopping the three count. That's nope. my critique. Maybe it's nitpicky, but that's that. no. But it's a valid one. It's a very valid one, and I think you're right. I think they were they were uh, up against it. Let's put it that way, and they needed to get to where they needed to go, especially to to fit all the aftermath in as well. So, um, yeah, you, you have a very valid critique there. It it was quick when the last you got mad. I was thinking it felt like he got the pin just as fast as he would have if the ref was in the ring, anyways. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, but. The the story Rollins is the number one contender. That's going to be a fun match. Theory Rollins, that's happening. Uh, but Justin, the story here, Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce, he lays down the law and fires Bobby Lashley. This has me intrigued. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even think it's a oh he's fired from Raw, so he's going to show up on SmackDown because I mean they have Adam Pierce show up on but i mean he was on smackdown just a few days ago so I mean, it feels like a pretty equal thing um 
You know, I mean, I guess we're just allowing. I, mean, I guess without naming Adam Pierce as a general manager or anything, he's just he's he's a WWE official. I guess we've just bestowed the power in uh, to him to to do that. Um, obviously, there's a there's precedent here in terms of Lashley put his hands on officials the week prior, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure what this means. I, I I don't know if this means this is a way to get Lashley some time off. Um, he certainly has been, you know he's certainly been very active when, when I think of since 2020, since the pandemic, you know, pandemic, I think of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Right. Mm-hmm. And then even since then, I mean, I mean, Bobby's been going hard. So maybe there's a little bit of time off. that's being implemented there. Uh, that's the only thing I can figure. I'm, I'm not sure what else there's to do because everybody else splits off. Right. Mm-hmm. It, he's not going to have a match with Adam Pierce. I mean, that's not, we're not mm-hmm. going to that. Um, you know, Seth's Scrap Daddy his, can go. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> once upon a time, Scrap Daddy Pierce could, but but you know, but Seth's got his thing, and, and you know, it seems like everybody else got a thing going here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing. I mean, you know, we've seen Lashley and Brock, so I don't feel like that's something we're setting up for. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, he's fired, and I guess he he's fired, and I guess I'm I'm gonna say time off mm-hmm. is my guess. Right. Well, you know, that might be might be a good thing, as you said, because he has been going pretty hard for a while. And Jimmy, this is a great opportunity for I don't know how they do the loophole, but uh, Bobby Lashley's music hits at number 15 in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe his number comes up in the Royal Rumble. And as he walk, as he comes out, here comes Adam Pierce going, you were fired. What are you doing there? And he holds up that paper. And it's mm-hmm. like some legal notice or something from uh, the uh, head of the company. Maybe that's when, you know, we've seen Hunter, but he doesn't make himself a, a frequenter on television. But maybe maybe we uh, uh, see him as the main authority figure in that circumstance anyway. So I don't want to see this whole legal court battle play out on TV. I, I like the idea of having him off TV and then, like you just said, that that would be a cool way to inter- reintroduce him. Now, this happened right at the end of the Raw, and we had to get going on this show. So I haven't really seen what online says, but I've got a feeling, if I go to Twitter right now, rumors of the Hurt Business somehow <laughs> bringing him back are probably being speculated and thrown around like mm-hmm. crazy, uh, which I'd be yeah. here for. I'd be and, there for. And we got a little bit of an aggressive uh, um, Adam Pierce, too, with his language. Uh, had to be beeped out there, which is uh, uh, not very common either on WWE television. Yeah, but I, you know, I think it was good in that case, though, because it did make it feel a little more authentic. Authentic. So yes. I, I liked it. I, li- I like this. This was an episode, and, and we'll kind of wrap up here. Uh, this was an episode. It it didn't feel super important in a lot of places. Um, felt very much late December, uh, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, but the ending there has me fascinated. I think we got a few hooks that had me really fascinated. The Alexa Bliss thing has me interested. The mm-hmm. um, the Bobby Lash thing has me interested. And even the KO Elias situation has me very interested. So mm-hmm. uh, some good hooks in this one. I don't know if it was a spellbinding episode, but it has some some hooks in it. Uh, Justin, what did you think of this one? No, I agree. The, the, you know, it wasn't the fastest moving or, or most entertaining for three hours, but there are a few things. You know, if you didn't watch tonight, um, you missed a little more obvious smack you over the head, blunt mm-hmm. progression with Alexa Bliss's situation. You obviously mm-hmm. missed Bobby Lashley was fired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's some things there to to note. You, you missed maybe some character progressions of of Asuka. Um, you know, so yeah, th- there's things there. Um, 
but again, all in all, I, I continue to say to people, let's do a year over year comparison. What was what was the second raw of December last year looking and feeling like? I mean, things are still in a better place. Um, so even when I have my biggest critiques, uh, they still have a certain sense of gratitude <laughs> kind of laced behind right. them. Real right. quick, let me, let me get a cheap plug too, by the way. For anybody uh, who wants to get to Pittsburgh, WWE is coming back to Pittsburgh for SmackDown just a few weeks before Mania, March 10th. So think of who all you might be seeing on a SmackDown Friday night on a few weeks before Mania, March 10th, and there's going to be a special pre-sale. So tickets are going to move fast. There's going to be a special pre-sale coming up this week starting uh, on Wednesday at 10 a.m. It's going to go till Thursday at 10 p.m. You can get in on that pre-sale on Ticketmaster. Use the code LABAR, L-A-B-A-R. You can ensure you got your tickets for the Road to Mania SmackDown uh, because they're going to go fast because they go on sale to the general public this Friday. So this Wednesday to Thursday, use that. Lock it up in Pittsburgh. Thank me later. Yeah, use definitely awesome. do that. Use the code. Get that because, like you said, Road to Mania. If you're trying to do that, this is – I always make the mistake. I'm like, I'm just going to try to get, like, day of, get tickets. But no. it's going to be sold out. There's going to be big names there. You're not going to get – it's it, going to cost a million dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. March 10th. It's it's three weeks before Mania. Yeah, we're talking about SmackDown, which is the bigger show in terms on of Fox. On Fox, so you're talking about Roman Reigns and all the spec. Is Roman Reigns fighting The Rock? Is Roman Reigns mm. fighting Cody Rhodes? What's Bray Wyatt doing? Who mm-hmm. else comes out of the woodwork? Mm-hmm. So think of what could be building on those SmackDowns. Tickets are not going to be available come that point. So I'm giving mm-hmm. you the easy access to lock something up. L-A-B-A-R this Wednesday from 10 a.m. going until Thursday night at 10 p.m. on Ticketmaster. Again, like, do it. Yeah, yeah that's definitely do that. Jimmy, uh, what do you got to plug? Oh, what have I got to plug? <laughs> Obviously, I can plug my daily ref and rants, which you can catch on social media, on all my social media, on my Instagram, my uh, Twitter, my Facebook, all over the place. It's Monday to Friday. It's just me critiquing and having a little bit of fun. But if you're looking for a, uh, a last-minute stocking stuffer for the wrestling fan on your sh- on your list, on your Christmas list, gift list, you can hit hit up ProWrestlingTees.com and find a, a T-shirt there. You can hit me up on Cameo and get a Cameo there as well. Buy the book. Buy his book. Buy the oh, book. Hey, it just happens to be you can get the three count. And, then, you know, wherever, Barnes & Noble, uh, if you're in Canada, Chapters, uh, Amazon, it's easy. Get Jimmy's book. Jimmy Jimmy's book is fantastic. I appreciate that, that. It is a it is an all that is an awesome. Uh, I mean that's not. A, I mean I think it's a little bit upgraded of a stocking. That's that's pretty. That's that's a present under the tree. Like, yeah, you wrap that. You know that's a present under the tree. Under the tree. <laughs> Get Jim, I mean Jimmy's book. I read it as soon as it came out. I mean I'm you know he's got his stories with Andre. He's got a story. I mean it's it's just he's got his stories of being asked to ref Edge and Undertaker. I mean it's like get the book is a great gift. Get the book. Thank you. Very good book to get. Yes, definitely. And uh, you guys follow me at Real Jack Farmer for all the stuff I'm uh, I'm working on. I'm going to be doing a uh, Santino Brothers show on Thursday. We're live streaming it on YouTube. It's free. You can check it out. Uh, just from their uh, their training dojo. Just it'll be a fun show. Check it out on Thursday. Cool. Uh, you can find that on my YouTube or uh, my uh, Insta Twitter account at Real Jack Farmer. Uh, but that does it for us. Everyone who listened to the show, thank you. Like, comment, share, subscribe. And if you're in the live chat again, thank you to Chris and Dream Realm and Bernie and 
and Dylan again and mm-hmm. M Rouse and Vulture Talks and Baby Ice and Jeff Lopez and Ricky and everyone else. Thank you guys. TDI7 as well. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. That does it for us. We're hanging it up for the rest of the day. We'll see you guys. Wrestling Inc. NXT after show tomorrow. AEW after show Wednesday. SmackDown Rampage Friday. I don't think there's a show this weekend. Oh, and really quickly, I just want a quick shout out. The tribute to the troops is coming up. I was blessed to be in Baghdad, Iraq for that one. And it was when, you know, when you talk about awesome experiences uh, uh, and a quick thank you to all the, all the men and women who have served uh, for, for all these years. It's a very cool thing that they're doing. Is it, when is it airing? Uh, Saturday, uh, 2.30 PM Eastern time on Fox. Very cool. Yes. Very cool thing that WWE does. Uh, So definitely shout out to the troops and shout out to them for doing that. That does it for us. We will see you guys. Tomorrow for the NXT After Show. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit scores safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.